want to live for thee. Come now. Lord, I want to live for thee. Oh, be my strength. Come now. I pray. 
since thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord which he commanded them not and there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord Amen I, I want, just for a few minutes this morning, I want to talk about strange fire. Strange fire. My brothers and sisters, I have a concern. And the concern that I have has to do with this period of pandemic and my concern is 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 during this period how it might be affecting some of our attitude toward worship have a concern have a concern you see worship heretofore has required not a lot but it requires at least something of us worship at least required us at least to get up out of our beds and bathe and dressing ourselves and making our way to the place of worship but for nearly five months now nearly five months now we have been in a position where we could just roll over in the bed at 10.55 are y'all hearing me Roll over to bed, 10 5, turn on the monitor, and guess what? Worship. I just want to keep us reminded of the importance of worship in our lives. I, I, I want to I keep us reminded that when we worship, we are celebrating God's worth to us. That's why, that's why, that's why we, we've always made this small sacrifice of time and effort, giving our offering to celebrate his worth, to worship 
him. I don't, I, I just don't, I just don't want us to slip into an attitude that says, well, you know what? It really didn't take all of that. Y'all hear me? Huh? I just don't want us to slip into it. I want to keep us reminded that worship is important and it matters how we come into the presence of God. That might be a little difficult for you to get in your bathrobe. Are you hearing me? It may, may not quite ring like it ought to ring when you got your pajamas on. But I, I want to make sure we keep our minds right. Worship is important to God and it matters how we come into his presence. The word Leviticus is derived from the name Levi. Levi, the son of Jacob. And whenever you see it, whenever you see the word Leviticus, it pertains to the Levites. Just a little history here, just a little history about this tribe of Levi, about the Levites. In Exodus 32, you remember when the children of Israel sinned in the wilderness, they, they built a golden calf. And they were worshiping this golden image. And remember, when Moses came down from the mountain, he saw what was happening, and he raised one question. He said, who is on the Lord's side? And out of all of the tribes, out of all the tribes out there, the tribe of Levi was the only tribe that stood with Moses. The only tribe stood against the people who had worshiped a golden calf. Somehow, it seemed like these Levites, the tribe of Levi, they had the right view of what ought to be worshipped and what shouldn't be worshipped. It's almost like they had the right view of what worship really ought to be. Maybe because of that, they are the tribe, they are, and, and maybe we don't really understand, that, but they are the actual tribe of Moses and Aaron. They, they, so, so, but, but the bottom line is, they, they displayed a knowledge that God and God only is to be the center of our worship. They, they are the ones who, who realize that nobody is to be worshipped but God. I believe that night, that might have been the reason why they are appointed as the priestly tribe. They are appointed to be the ministers of religion. And because, and it became the job of that tribe, the Levites, to show the people of Israel the way to get to God. Are y'all following me? The overwhelming theme of the book of Leviticus is the holiness of God. And the job that the Levites had, their job was to take on the task of bringing an unholy people into the presence of a holy God. Are y'all following me? And in order to do that, they had to follow the detailed instructions that is given in this book of Leviticus. They had to learn how to follow instruction as to how they are supposed to come before God. They had to know detail. They had to study this thing. They had to know detail of how sacrifices are supposed to be made. They, yeah, yeah, they had to know how to do it because sacrifices were the active symbol of repentance and the active symbol of obedience. So they had to make sure when they were doing this, they had to do it right. But even although they had this book of instruction, the book of Leviticus, even with all of these instructions, these two sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, even, with, even though they had an instruction book, they got it wrong. And it cost them their lives. Are y'all hearing this? Look at it a little closer. In the Old Testament, sacrifice was a central part of worship. I believe, I believe that bears saying again. Sacrifice was a central part of worship. God gave them strict 
and precise commands as to how these sacrifices were to be offered to God. That's Exodus 30 and 7. According to chapter 8, verse 6, these boys, they, they, get, they, did it, they did it right at least one time. But this time, for some reason, yeah, we, we get to the opening of chapter 10, and it says that these same two boys are carrying out the same function, but this time, both of them died at the altar. Y'all hearing this? Now, there's a little problem here with this particular text because the Bible really doesn't tell us, it didn't give us a reason, and we're not clear on what happened. It really does not tell us what these boys did wrong. See, see, unlike Ananias and Sapphira, we know what they did. We, we know why they failed dead. We, we know why they, but, we, but they didn't give us any instruction. They didn't tell us what the boys did wrong in their worship. And I don't know about you, but that, that's a little uneasy to me. I want to know what they did. Y'all hear me? I, I, if for no other reason. So I won't. Are y'all hearing me? I, I really wish that the Bible had told us what they did. If you check details of the count, you'll see that there are a number of possibilities. Instruction, according to instructions in Exodus 30, they, they may have offered at the wrong time of day. Also in the instruction Exodus 30, they, they, may, they may have used strange and unauthorized incense. There's a hint in chapter 10, verse 9, there's a hint that they might have been drunk. Or maybe the fire that they used came from somewhere other than the eternal fire on the altar that represented the eternal presence of God. We don't know what they did. But whatever it was, the Bible says, they offered up strange fire before the Lord and the fire came down and destroyed them and they died right there on the spot. So this morning, without getting too deep, too deep without getting, get, getting too tied up in, 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 in theology of it, I about what happened, let's just go with what we know this morning. Sometimes we get deep and it ain't no need to get deep. If we never figure out what they did wrong, the one lesson that we can draw from in this whole scenario is that worship is serious business. Are y'all hearing me? If we can't figure out nothing else, we can figure out that when it comes to worship, worship ought to be taken seriously. We learn that we have to be careful about what you offer to God and how you offer it to God. Let, let me point out, let me point out that they showed up in the place of worship. When the time came, they made their offering to God but what they offered, the Bible says, was strange. Are y'all hearing this? They showed up. They offered. But the Bible says what they offered was strange. No, now. They don't, don't miss nothing. It was even fire. But it was strange. Are y'all hearing me? It was hot. But it was strange. I believe, my brothers and my sisters, that this text is tailored to teach us that you all not just show up to worship God just any kind of way. I'm trying to help somebody here. I'm just trying to help us here. I, I believe that, that, that the Bible is tailored. I believe that this thing is tailored to show us that when it comes to showing up to God to worship, you don't just come any kind of way, Right? Now, during this period, we have to be careful lest we become lax in our worship. 
Can I help somebody? We have to be careful lest we become lax in our question. Got a question. Here's the question. How is your worship when there's nobody around to watch you worship? Are y'all hearing me? How is your worship when you are all by yourself? Some of you have told me, some of you told me that on Sunday morning, everybody in your house gets up. You bring them into the living room and put them in front of the, march, the monitor, and that's where we all worship together. That blesses me. That blesses me. But I, I've heard some others say, you know what, I could get used to this. <laughs> Can't say amen, say ouch. I've heard some others say, you know, I can get used to this. I, I don't have to get up. I just roll over in the bed and turn on. Are y'all hearing me? It, it, it's such a blessing to see that during this period, most of you are displaying a commitment to stewardship. That's, that blesses me. It, it, bless, it lets me know that even though you can't walk down the aisle and bring it, 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 it you're serious about giving. You're serious about the worship again. That you're saying to me that stewardship is not just a Sunday show, but giving is truly a part of my worship. Are y'all hearing this? You see, I'm old-fashioned enough to, to believe that it matters. Your attitude when you show up to worship God. I'm just old enough, old-fashioned enough to believe that it matters how you show up to worship God. I, I believe still that it matters what's in your heart when you come to worship God. I, I believe that it matters your motivation for showing up for worship. I, I, yeah, so the text tells me that worship is not to be taken lightly. That I don't show up in worship like I'm showing up at the mall or at some social gathering somewhere. Tells me that when I show up to worship, I put myself in check because I know that my purpose for showing up is to enter into the presence of God. Are y'all hearing me? I, I realize that when I come before him, I come to present to him my best. I come to give him my best praise. I come to offer him my best worship. I come to offer him my best offering. That's what I do when I come before him. And if I'm not careful how I come into his presence, I am in danger of offering up strange fire all I'm saying all I'm saying is that worship is serious business and it matters how we show up in the presence of God to worship him just watch over time how we've become more and more lax in where we show up even, even when we were coming to them, we would show up in any kind of way any kind of attitude, all kinds of stuff in our hearts, throw a dollar at God and think we ought to, he ought, God ought to be glad we showed up. I know I'm old school and I, I, I know the world around me is changing, but God is still God. And he's still worthy of our best. One songwriter said it like this, give up your best to the master. Give him first place in your heart. Give him first place in your service. Consecrate every part. Left church the other Sunday. I left the worship the other Sunday and stopped by the store. There was a couple in the store and they looked at me and they said, you look like you've been to church. And I said, yes. Then the husband said, you know what? It's good to know that there are still churches where people have to dress up. I said to him, no, sir. 
No, sir. No, sir. We don't have to dress up. I want to dress up. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I, I didn't have to dress up. I, I could have I, I worn flip-flops flip -flops and shorts. No, I didn't have to dress up. I want to dress up. Why? Because I'm going into the presence of God. Oh, y'all hear me? I'm going into the presence of God to worship him. And I dare not go into him, his presence with anything less than the best I got. Are y'all hearing me? I said earlier, the overriding theme of this whole book is the holiness of God. Chapter 19, 2, he says to his people, ye shall be holy for I the Lord your God am holy and the question then becomes how does an unholy people approach or how does an unholy people come into the presence of a holy God are y'all hearing this well David tries to help us David tries to help us and Psalm 100, he says, you ought to enter into his gates. <laughs> Can I help somebody here? You ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. When you come, you ought to be thankful unto him and bless his name. I'm trying to help somebody this morning, trying to show you how to get into God's holy presence. Learn that you can show up every Sunday and never get into his holy presence. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. You can show up every Sunday. You can, you, you can show up every, and, and never get into his holy presence. But if you show up with thanksgiving, any grateful folk in here? If you show up with thanksgiving, David says you ought to show up with a great for heart, you ought to grow up thanking him. Amen. Are y'all hearing me? Amen. Oh, my brothers and sisters, I, I used to think my grandmother was losing her mind. We'd be walking to church, trying to get to church, walking through mud holes, and she'd be in her own little voice saying, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I thought my grandma and those sisters of hers, I thought they were crazy. But all the way to church, they were already praising God. Thank you, Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? Show up counting your blessings. David said you ought to show up with a grateful heart, thanking him. That, that, that same David tells us in Psalm 22 that God inhabits the praises of his people. Let me tell you what that means. That means if you praise him, he'll show up. He inhabits the praises of his people. That's why David goes on in Psalm 150 to tell us, praise God. Y'all hearing me? You know the Bible? Yeah, your 150 says, praise God in his sanctuary. He's trying to help us out here, trying to tell us what, how to get into his praise. He says, praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him. According to his excellent greatness, praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the string instrument and the organ. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. And it's almost like David realized somebody might get left out. Y'all ain't hearing me. It's almost like he, he says somebody, might, everybody can't play an instrument. Everybody can't dance. Some folk like Reverend Haynes ain't got no rhythm. So let me just make sure I don't leave anybody out. Let everything. Y'all ain't hearing me. Let, let everything that has breath. One of my other witness in the house. Let everything that has breath. Praise ye the Lord. Well, let me fast forward. The job of the Levites was to get an unholy people into the presence of a holy God. But as we follow God's word, 
we see that that was just a foreshadowing of things to come. They were just providing a historical backdrop for Jesus to show up on the scene. They were the priests who represented the people before God. And what they did, they had to do over and over again. And what they did, they did it for just a few people. But Jesus, who is the high priest, y'all ain't hearing me. He came to do one time. And he did it one time for all of us. What the Levites had to do over and over. Jesus did it just one time. Y'all ain't hearing me. Jesus, he came as a supreme sacrifice, went to the cross, suffered, bled, and died for the sins of the world, got up from the grave with all power in his hand. And the beauty of it uh, is he did it one time, and he did it for all of us. He did all of that just for me. I don't know what it does for you, but when I think about Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Yes, when I show up, I don't know what you came to do. I don't know why you got out of your bed, but I'll tell you what I came to do. I came to praise his name. I come to bless his name. I come to say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for my journey. You brought me from a long, long way. I thank him because I came to Jesus as I was. I was weary, I was wounded, and I was sad, but I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. Yes, yes, is there anybody here? Who loved my Jesus? Is there anybody here who loved my Lord? I want to know. I just want to know if you love him. If you love him, you ought to bless his holy name. If you love him every now and then, you ought to look toward heaven. Drop your head back and say thank you. Thank you. For my journey, you brought me, yes. I, I, I just don't want us to lose it in the midst of this pandemic. I, I don't want us to lose sight of what worship really is and why we worship. I, I don't want us in the comfort of our homes and our living rooms and our bedrooms to forget about the goodness of God and how good he has been. My prayer is that we will not be guilty offering up strange fire. We will be sincere in all that we do. And right now, you have an opportunity. Maybe you don't even know him. Maybe none of this makes sense to you right now. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is saying to you, come, come. Come, just, just come. I thank God that we're, we're, not, we're, we're not saved by our understanding. We're saved by our belief. For God so loved the world that gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe 
And if you can believe today, he wants to save your soul right now. He wants to turn life around for you right now. Now is the time. You thank God for the time. Get right with God. Let me take you back to, take you back to Hall County, Georgia. Take you back to First Baptist on the first Sunday morning. Get right with God. And do it now. Get right with God. He will show you how. Y'all remember this? Y'all got this? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Down at the cross Where he shed his blood Come on Everybody ought to get right with God
is your charge and your challenge if you don't know him. And my prayer is that this morning, that you don't even have to think about it till tonight, this morning, right now, if you have heard the word of God, have believed the challenge of accepting him as Lord and Savior of your life. Right now, he wants to turn life around for you. Today, if you believe that he suffered, bled, died, if you believe that he died on a cross and got up from the grave, you can believe that. You can declare yourself saved today. If you believe that today, then today you are a child of God. And your next move, your next move, needs to be to call this church office uh, call the church office and let them know about your decision and tell them that you desire to be a part of this church family now as i say every sunday salem is a wonderful church but it's not the only church so if you have been saved today accepted him just find yourself a bible believing church that's close to you there's somewhere that you can worship and somewhere you can be a part of a family. Find yourself one. Go to the pastor and let them know that you made this choice today. And I just pray for you. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. Once again, let me thank all of you who tune in. I know, I know that this is getting to be a little trying. And as I said earlier, many of you have expressed that you're ready to come home. You're ready to come and see your friends and your loved ones. And I can't wait till that day comes. I know that day is going to be a mess. <laughs> and it will come. But for right now, as I continue to say, I, I miss you, but I love you more than I miss you. And right now, we have to do what we need to do to be safe need to do what we need to do to make sure that we take care of each other. So I thank you for your patience. Thank you for your continual prayers. Thank you for continuing to being so faithful in your stewardship. Just thank you for all of those things. And this morning is just a reminder that we ought to remain fervent in our worship. Amen. We ought to do it at home just like we do it here. You ought to love the Lord at home just like you love him here. When heard every once in a while, just jump up and run around the house. <laughs> just jump up. It's all right. It's all right. You own that. You just run around the house. Get out in the yard and holler. Whatever you want to do. It's all right. It's all right. Worship is serious business. Let me just solicit your prayers. And let, first of all, let me just thank. I want to thank our senior ministry and our children's ministry and all the ministries for I guess I'll just take a minute. Let me thank Christian Education. Uh, we, we have some classes going on. Uh, and uh, I, I'm just blown away at the number of our members yet and the number of guests who are tuning in to our classes and who are learning the Word of God. I just want to thank all of you for being faithful, showing up for Sunday school classes, showing up for our Wednesday evening classes, and then we have these special classes going on. I just want to thank Christian Education and thank all of our teachers and instructors and thank you for tuning in and being a part. We are learning so much, even though we cannot physically be together. I want to thank our children's and youth ministry, uh, Sister Brooks, she has a way. And you can tell when something is in your heart, your pandemic can't stop it. <laughs> She's got these Zoom things, whatever they call them, whatever. But these children, are, she's in touch with these kids. They're in touch and they love it. They love it. They, they look forward to being in their own service and having the opportunity to talk with the, each other. Also, our senior ministry is to be commended. Uh, Reverend Phillips and her team, they, uh, they continue. Reverend Phillips and her, her, her team, uh, even during this time when we are no longer at the center, they continue to come and prepare meals. And twice a week, they are delivering meals to our seniors to make sure that they get a chance... And it really, it's not so much about the meal as it is they get a chance to see somebody. They know that 
others care about them. So I want to commend Reverend Phillips and Reverend Burns and that whole team. They've got a whole team of people who just show up. Juanita and uh, uh, just a whole group of folk just show up to help cook and help pack up stuff. And I want, want y'all to know that we appreciate, we appreciate that. In that regard, in that regard, uh, there's always a need for help. Uh, and if you're well, if you're well, feeling good, and don't mind giving some of your time, every Tuesday and every Thursday, they're carrying, they're actually carrying food out. And Reverend Phillips, amen, I'm watching her, and even in her condition, she does what she can. And Reverend Barnes, she's driving the van and trying to get out. Uh, it would just be wonderful if uh, some good legs, <laughs> some, some good legs, some good strong legs who, who, who want to help would just show up on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can call Reverend Phillips and they'll give you some instruction. But somebody just to get out and it would mean so much to the seniors just to see you. And it would also mean a lot to them to have those who, who want, who desire to just be of help to come and help in that project. Amen? Amen, amen. Uh, we want to uh, just be in prayer with members of our family, members of our family who have lost loved ones, Sister Manya has lost her sister, uh, Sabrina, uh, she's, and we want to be in prayer with Manya as she goes through this. Deanna Rucker and Mr. Mr. Whitfield, Deanna and Mr. They lost their brother James, uh, James Burris. Uh, we know him as as Mike. Uh, uh, their brother passed away. We want to just remember them in our prayers, and also Brother David Smalls, who lost his brother Terry. Uh, uh, he passed away also. I want all of us just to be in prayer uh, for. These these of our members. Uh, also, uh, Brother Smalls is asking our prayers. His brother, his brother passed away. He 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 died from the the the, the COVID nineteen uh, virus, and he says that his sister also has has it. So we need to call her name and pray also. Uh, her name is Doretha Doretha Walker. So when you pray, call that name. We know that God is able and God can and he will. So let's just, why don't we just pray now? God, we don't want to put this off. We want to lift our sister to you right now. But Father, we don't want to miss the opportunity. There are others right now, dear God, who are in need of the same healing. So Father, our prayer right now is that you will step in and do what only you can do. Father, this, this thing has weighed on so many hearts. This thing, dear God, has brought concern to so many families. It brought so much sadness. But God, we believe you. We trust you. We believe that you're still in charge. I pray now, dear God, that you will bring healing where healing is needed. Pray to God that you will Console those who need consoling. Teach us, dear God, that you're still in charge. And we continue to bless your holy name. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. We want to prepare ourselves now. This is communion day. And uh, my prayer is that those of you who are at home are prepared and ready uh, for our observance of Holy Communion. And at this time, we are going to move right on into that worship service. Uh, as we go down, we're going to sing some more of that. Uh, that that's what we used to sing when, uh, I guess, because the Bible talks about examining yourself. <laughs> and I remember every first Sunday before we went to the communion table, they just start singing, Get Right with God. <laughs> Do it now. Get right with God. He'll show you how. And I, every once in a while, some of that just comes up in me. So as we prepare, just, let's sing some more. Come on. Everybody ought to get right with God. Oh,
was betrayed he took bread and after giving thanks said this is my body given for you take and eat after which he took the cup and says this is the new testament the new covenant in my blood take and drink ye all of it and as often as you do this you do show the Lord's death until he comes. I, I'm grateful to God that even during this period, we're still connected. Even during this period, though we cannot physically be together, there's something about being in the body of Christ that we are part of a fellowship that is tied so close together and the truth of the matter is we're tied so close together that not even the gates of hell can prevail against what God has put together. So it's during this time, even though we're not together, we celebrate that tie that binds our hearts together. It binds us together in Christian love. We thank God for a fellowship of kindred minds. You, you want to know what heaven is like? This is what heaven is like. Heaven is like folk who are tied together even though they're not in the same place. They are tied together in spirit and in kindred love. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. Let us stand. Let's be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. The of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen, Amen, There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048. 
or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.